everybody, and welcome to Nomadic Diaries. This is Doreen Cumberford, and I am here today with my friend, co colleague, and occasional book mentor, uh, Sarah Cobras. Say hi to everyone. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so this is for this small interview is for the publish the the purposes of the publishment of National Podcasters Promotion Month. And this is a challenge that um, I personally have taken on, Sarah, in order to practice being a podcaster, because I'm just a bit, we're just baby podcasters at this point. However, the practice. Well, the practice <laughs> thank you. It's important to practice um, doing something every day and um Sarah is going to talk to us, listeners, Sarah is going to talk to us today about um, two things. But first of all, we're going to discover a little bit about you, Sarah. So tell us, how many countries have you lived in? Do you know off the top of your head how many? Yeah, I've lived in America. I've lived in Bahrain. I've lived in Qatar twice and France and Holland and also um, was born in England. So wow. six, six countries. One, two, three, be, four, five, six. Yes. Six. Seven of Qatar, but Qatar, say we were there twice. Yes. Excellent. So, you know, people, I, I was at a Spanish class here in, in uh, San Miguel de Allende in Mexico, where I'm living. And, um, and we meet with a group of younger people who are Spanish speakers and we're supposed to speak Spanish. They're supposed to speak English. Brilliant. <laughs> The perennial question came up, and I'm not going to ask you the perennial question, <laughs> but tell me, out of all those countries, I'm imagining that you have infused part of each of them into your soul. Mm. Which is the one that you think of most during the day? Or as you go through your day, memories come back from which place most frequently? That would have to be um, Qatar, mm -hmm. um, because we were actually, we lived there all together um, 12 years, but over a foot, uh, over a 16-year a, a period. Um, so that really, it really is where my kids grew up. And we had just such a strong community of friends that had become more than family. Um, so, um, so so yes, that's, that's the place. And to have been part of somewhere well, we literally were part of the the history of that place because where it was in 2002 when we first landed there and everybody said, where's Qatar? Compared to when we left in 2016 and it was completely transformed. And then my now, one of my three adult, now adult third culture kids went back for the World Cup with yes. her fiance. Um, so it's it, it 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 really is our our heart country. It, it we we feel part of that country country, and it will always be part of part of us, part of yeah, our family. Yeah. And so you said that uh, you brought up the subject of having a heart country, and I'm really glad you did. Um, about six or seven years ago, I had a visual made of a heart with all the flags on it of all the countries that I had lived in. Brilliant. And now I have to do this again because I mm -hmm. haven't recreated it with Mexico in there. Mm -hmm. And 
it's quite the exercise to grow your heart to include another culture, isn't it? Yeah, but if you think about it like having children, like, you know, when you've when you've had when you have no children, you can't imagine where that love's gonna come right. from. Right. Particularly if you have one and you're having the other, you just can't imagine how you can love that that's another human being um e- equally uh, but it's never equally is it because it's so different and yes. yet yes and yet that miracle happens yes so that's a wonderful way to put it so mm. so so adopting and moving to a country is like it is like giving birth and it is a practice of love I think the practice of belonging is also the practice of love. And how do we actualize love in our lives? We mm. do that by including more people, right? And belonging somewhere and participating in something, right? And it's also learning effective ways. Um, because interestingly, before I moved into that, I was a social worker and a therapist and one of the jobs I did was fostering and adoption work. It's finding ways to embrace the inevitable grief and loss mm. in in ways that are building long-term health. Yes. And that isn't just about positive psychology. No. If we could think our ways out of it, um, there would be more magic wands available you know so we're living in a really interesting time you know uh, you know I first went international in 1998 pre-internet psychology was in its infancy Um, uh, especially research and development work around um, mitigating adverse adverse experiences in practical Mm -hmm. concrete ways because we didn't know about neuroscience that we know now so it's a really exciting time um I almost wish that you know I could go and do it all over again knowing what I know knowing what we know now wouldn't it be wonderful to step back in time and go oh now I can I would react I think very very differently yeah I I would I honestly because we've been through a lot as a family um in this weird way, what was previously an enemy almost becomes a friend. Yes, yes. Because it's the yes. hardest lesson is, especially as a parent, we want we yes. do want to cocoon our children from pain. Yeah. But the the the, the strongest, healthiest growth comes from pain. Yes, it does. Not, not protection. We wish it was. We wish it was another way, but it isn't. You know, the it's yeah. that universal truth that we grieve because we love. We grieve because we love. And our grief honours that which we love. I love the that. we love, of course, the more we're going to grieve. Yeah. Yeah. The more we love, the more we grieve. And the more we miss and the more we and the more we grieve. And, and I think that the grieving never goes away. It's not something we can solve. It's not something we're going to overcome. It's something we move through. And I think... Yes, um, finding our wings and our place and mm. our the blessings um, are all part of it. And I think that being a proponent of positive psychology is one thing, but also I think directing the way we think and directing our thinking is mm. 
very, very important and healing. So tell me, I have a question. I'd like to kind of circle back a second to, but about this heart country thing. <laughs> so where does where does England live in that heart? Because when I think of my heart country, I tell people, you know, my real heart country is Scotland, which mm -hmm. I only lived in for 21 years. However, it is, it was my um it, it was the installation of all of my soft software in yeah, my yeah. brain and in my head that came is. from there. So, yeah. so tell me, where does England or the UK factor into this for you? And now that you're back there, um, how do you resolve all of the traveling, all of the experiences in order to generate peace? Um. Another way to think of what we just talked about, about love, is that grief and missing something actually is the signpost to your values, your core values. Mm -hmm. Because you own, if you've lost something that you value, you miss it. If you didn't care about it, you wouldn't miss it. Right. So it's been an, a really interesting, so I'll, I'll give you a concrete example because I'm a very practical person. So when we moved back to England, it wasn't by choice, it was a forced repatriation because my husband was um, um, uh, made redundant. Um, and this was 2016. And England wouldn't have been my choice, but because we still had one adult th third culture, one third culture kid in education, mm -hmm. um, we, we, our, our home at the time was in Brittany in France, mm -hmm. um, um, but he couldn't go back into the French system. He had been bilingual when he was, um, uh, 12 when, when we left Brittany but he wasn't anymore so so we were back in England and my criteria was that right I need to be in a city that's diverse um, and we started off in Lincoln and that was that was you know a good landing place but then Andrew got a job in Cumbria England which I know you will know well Mrs Mrs Cumberford <laughs> um, just below Scotland and right. my my initial reaction was well I'm not moving there <laughs> way too rural, way, like, you know, going, going yes. back in time. Yes. But I came and visited and fell in love. Yeah. Yes, it wouldn't have suited me in my 40s, but by the yeah. stage I was in my mid, mid, um, you know, mid 50s and yes. significant health issues um, following cancer treatments and um, a fibromyalgia diagnosis. And this was the year, this was the year before COVID hit. Yes. So, so this is the amazing adventure that we're on. And you don't <laughs> always, if we knew the end results, we wouldn't stress so much, would we, so often? But in exactly. our humans, of course we do. You know, so so I'm now I'm in now in my 60th year. And of course I can look back at my younger self and say, you know, what I would say is just chill. All will be well. All yes. will be well. Yes. All will yes. be well. Even if yeah. it feels uncomfortable right now. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> uncomfortable and painful. Yes. Yes. That, which you can't oh. see right now. Yeah. So so and and to be honest, um to be to have been here while my three adult third culture kids stepped into their adulthood, so they yeah. had a safe base here. Yes. And I truly feel like I belong here. Yeah. It, Good. Because I was brought, I was brought up in the northeast of England, so I sound like I belong here. You know, uh, um, you know, it, it, it's 
you fit. I fit. So you fit. Yeah. So you're, like a, you're like a, the puzzle piece that was missing from Cumbria and you just sort of fit in there. And and we know when we're in that, I mean, I, I feel like that in San Miguel, a little bit like, oh, I can just fit in here. And partly because we are chameleon-esque, you know. Yes. No, definitely. You, you and I both have experiences in fitting ourselves into uncomfortable places and shapes and times and events. Um, so that's wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing the story today of your um, heart country and giving us a perspective on the love and the grief and the process and how you would um, advise your future self that all will be well, because this is a wonderful message for us, each of us to take with us as we take these journeys, whether you're a short-term nomad or you're a long-term nomad or you are a long or short-term expat. Thank you for listening to Nomadic Diaries. Sarah, thank you so much for this conversation. I look forward to many more because your wisdom needs to be unlocked and scattered to the world. <laughs> <laughs> my pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah, I'm very happy to have been here. And I just would ask, add one little qualification to what I said in that um, it is a good fit because, because of COVID and Zoom, I've reconnected with my international self. Yes, yes. That's what, yeah. that is what has enabled me to to, to fit here while still having wings. So I've got roots and I've got wings. Roots and wings. We have balance this way. So thank you for leaving that message with our listeners today. And um, listeners, we would love it if you would like, share and subscribe to Nomadic Diaries. We hope that this has been of some um, either entertainment or edutainment. <laughs> and we wish you a beautiful day. Masalama. Bye. Bye. Bye.